create my stuffed pepper. You two yell at each other like Chris and I just yelled at each other. Stuffed Jim, pepper. That's quite healthy for you, isn't it? Yeah, but what's it stuffed with? Chocolate. Oh, <laughs> Fried chicken. <laughs> Love that chicken for Popeyes. <laughs> How are you, Nate? Everyone all right? Do you guys have Popeyes chicken over there? Yeah, they just started playing that advert on TV. It's driving me insane. I can't get Love it out of my head. Love that chicken for Popeyes. <sighs> no, it's, it's annoying. We only export the best things from the United States to you guys. They have to change the recipe of the stuff, though, because you've got too many of those E and E numbers and all that crap in. So they've had to change the recipe, apparently. What? Yeah, the recipe of the chicken has changed, yeah. Same with KFC as well. The recipe's different here, I think. Why? Because you've got a load of crap that's illegal over here. Oh, that sounds right. Gatorade as well, it's different over here from in the US. I think you told me that, though. Probably. Yeah, I think it did. Is your Red Bull the same? Red Bull gives you wings. Red Bull's European, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. Red I think Bulls it's Swiss, Austria. right? Or, yeah, Austria. Austria. Austria, yeah. Yeah. Although, it's, I think it's made all over the world now. It's like uh, its production isn't isolated to there. I think it's made all over the place now. Yeah. Like, there's some factories in, like, Japan and the U.S. And um, I think there's some in Switzerland and Austria. I say factories, like, yeah, whatever. So here we are. So here we are. This is what we're doing with our lives now. One million dollars. One million dollars. Dollars. One million dollars. I like how Jim and I went straight to that. That was nice. <laughs> I don't have to explain that. Have you have you seen that movie, Chris? I haven't date. Yeah. Austin Powers. Yeah. So what do we think? It's a lot of hours. I don't know. It's kind of a dumb movie. Oh, <laughs> a million are dollars. A are, we being are we being serious now? Boatload of money. Shitload of money. Well, so what's for, what's first prize going to be then? Do you reckon? But two hundred thousand. It's got to be two hundred, right? Or two? I was trying to work out yesterday if you started at two hundred and then had a hundred for second and fifties for the semis, and I tried to work it back. Well, it's three. It's, it's, it's basically th the, the total pot is three times what it has been for the maximum. So you would think that everything just goes up three times. So over, instead, right? instead, I think it's over instead of sixty, times. instead of sixty thousand, you're up at one hundred eighty thousand. It was even. It was more than that, right? It was three hundred thousand is the the purse for all these events, right? Was it three twenty five was the purse for the world championships? I think it was, and it was six hundred. It was sixty thousand for first. So okay. it's like it's a little bit more than three times. So yeah, two hundred thousand would be about right, I guess. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred or two fifty. But um, I really hope they start paying a little bit deeper, a little bit thicker, and a little bit deeper. Everybody who goes is getting paid. Everybody who qualifies is getting paid. Apparently, I don't know what that looks like. So two grand covering your trip. Yeah, maybe two, two, maybe two thousand dollars or something for qualifying. Which is good. Yeah, but that's if you do if you do that, you're two hundred fifty six thousand of your pot's gone straight away. Yeah, this is it's what I mean. More. It's difficult. It's difficult. So maybe it'll be a thousand, or maybe maybe well, it'll be five hundred. Well, it's one twenty-eight, right? So sixty, uh, thirty-two are going to be the the lowest. So it's only going to be, yeah, sixty-four thousand yeah. out the door, out the door. Before. Yeah, okay, but then but, everyone, but then everyone's getting more than two thousand. It gets more than that. So you eat up your yeah. prize pot pretty quickly. 
Yeah, I think I think I think if they're paying everybody, then you're talking probably about five hundred. I would. Yeah, I'm thinking. I think a thousand to one thousand to fifteen hundred for the for the yeah. last thirty-two, and then or the the last place, and then going into the next thirty-two, which would be the next elimination down to the final sixty-four. I, I mean, a thousand and fifteen hundred seems right for that. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, and then you're looking at thirty-two times. Uh, thirty-two times fifteen hundred, and yeah. then add. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see, but it's good. There's yeah, everyone's getting paid something. There's no registration fees, so you, uh, certainly a, a chunk of a, a chunk of everybody's travel costs will be paid. So, um, you know, the guys that are that are having to travel from from a far distance. I think there'll be there'll be a lot of Filipinos and stuff like that uh, in that tournament. You know, they'll they'll get uh, invitations. Obviously, a lot of local players as well get an invitation. The first one. Do you think? I think so. Yeah. yeah. There's no freaking way that the Saudis are giving this much money and they're not getting minimum 16 players in this field. No freaking way. In a way. world championship? No freaking way. I don't think they'll have... Let me, let's me let put it this way, Chris. If if Saudi, if, if the, the Saudi kingdom comes to you and says, hey, I want to add a million dollars, I want to have a million dollars for this payout for the next three years, Matchroom's going to say what? That's awesome. Let's do it, right? And then they say, we want half of the field our players. What do you think Matchroom's going to say? That's a different conversation. We already know what the qualifying criteria is. Yeah, but there's only 100 players that are qualified. And then there's 28 players that, that are invitations what? or... That are WPA spots for now. Yeah, okay, but the WPA are in the same conversation as as Matchroom are with the Saudis. They're all in the same conversation. Yeah. Put it, put it, put it this way. If they have a qualifying event, I'm, I bet you that they have a big qualifying event in Saudi Arabia before it, and it'll just be filled with local players. So it's going to be local players that get the spots. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, who's going to go to Saudi Arabia to try and qualify from Europe or from, you know? No, it depends what the fa- it depends what the feels like, doesn't it? Never see. But, um, you'll, be, you'll be there, will you, Chris? No, I'm not going. No, I don't think I'm going. No? No, I've already got some commitments. That I don't think I can get out of. I well, see, well and, and that's it. another thing. There's going to out of the out of the hundred players that are that there's going to be quite a few players that, that like Chris that say no. I, I and if and if you are if you're not on the matchroom contract, so 128 players on the matchroom contract. If 29 players say I'm not going, then that's another wildcard spot. Yeah, yeah. Of you know, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm going to, may I'll, I'll try and move things about but i've really made commitments to other things so but for if i'm not playing for a living obviously for the other guys that are playing for a living it doesn't matter what's in the way of that you know if you've got a there's probably 18 to 20 guys who realistically can make the quarters maybe realistically make the semis so you know for a lot of guys this is drop everything and go because it's life-changing money for one tournament one week's work, life-changing money. It's massive. Yeah. It's just enormous. And, you know, they're doing the snooker tournament there, at the, um, not at the same time, but they've got the Saudi Snooker Masters now as well, which is going to be the fourth, well, the fourth, the fourth in the triple Yeah, there's going to be two, two, two million in uh, prize money for that one. But that's they've done a great thing there. Because they are getting all 128 players to go. Yeah, they're getting all one two eight. So that's 
massive for the tour because I think the snooker tour, snooker is maybe if you look four or five years down the line, snooker might be at risk of collapse in a certain way. Mm -hmm. so, you know, you've got to be in the top 35 players in the world to make any sort of living. Um, and outside of that, you're really not making you're really not making a good living or certainly not anything commensurate with being one of the top sports people in the world or one of the top people in your sport. So it's great. It's a great thing for, for the snooker. Um, and I guess we're going to get another pool ranking event out there as well. We won't just have the one, I wouldn't think. Um, I, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if there's more, uh, more getting done there. Um, Put half of them there. We'll see. Well, I mean, I don't know if you'd necessarily need to be doing that, if you need to do that many, but uh, why have I got a Jacoby dude on top of my head? Because <laughs> uh, normally the check goes right there. How's that? Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Have you got the chat switched off? Why is nobody calling? I expected the comment section to explode here as soon as we started talking about Saudi Arabia. Does nobody want to come in here and talk about sports washing and shit like that, no? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's talk about it ourselves then, Jim. Why is it that you will support a government that I don't I don't know. I, I tried. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> I'll see you. Yeah, I've, seen, I've, seen, probably. I've seen some stuff on Facebook. People have already I've turned into uh, well, okay, yeah. So, bit, yeah. so let, let's go at this the real way. All right. I'm I'm gonna argue for the sports washing side of things that this is a bad thing, and you two are gonna tell me how stupid I am. All right. Uh, just for the sake of having a debate, keep in mind that I do not necessarily hold all of these views, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to act like I do for this discussion because I think it's 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 a valuable discussion to have, right? Uh, <clears throat> Saudi Arabia has done a lot of effed up stuff in the past. Uh, they have killed journalists. They have um, they have uh, in you know sent many 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 journalists to jail, innocent people to jail, blah 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 blah. They do a lot of messed up stuff. The idea of sports washing, which is what they are being accused of for the last, I don't know, several, several years, is they are throwing crazy, crazy amounts of money into different aspects, into different sports, because universally people love sports. Uh, they were famous for giving Cristiano Ronaldo, what was it, a billion? Close to a billion? It might as well be. It might yeah. as well. All the, money, was... all the money that a small country would ever need, basically. <laughs> Uh, I, I think they gave Cristiano Ronaldo about a billion dollars, something like that, to go play for like three years or something stupid like that. Um, they gave John Rahm five hundred million dollars to play in the um, in the Saudi in the Saudi tour, the golf yeah. tour for three years. Um, I mean, they basically built the live tour off of Saudi money. Um, I know that they've put a bunch of money into a lot of uh, they put a ton of money into football. They put a ton of money into golf. And now they seem to be putting at least some money into pool. All right. Um, the idea is everybody universally loves sports. Right. So if you can look at all of these different aspects uh, that they're putting money into and say, well, this is all coming from Saudi Arabia. The idea with that is you're going to start looking at Saudi Arabia in a better light because. Uh, they're putting all this money into the sports industries that we all love and we all like to support. Uh, in so facto, washing out all of the bad things that they've ever done uh, with the idea that we love sports. My cat is not buying this argument and she's trying to eat my cable to get me to shut up. Um, 
I guess if anybody who's never watched first take or, you know, some sort of sports show along the way, you've never heard what sports washing is. That's essentially the idea of what sports washing is and why people are saying we should not be taking anything Saudi Arabia does. We should not be taking any of their money because they're just doing it because they don't want us to realize the psycho killer murderer people that they truly are. And that's basically the argument. Jim, tell me why that's stupid. Um. And before, <laughs> and before you do, Jim. Yes. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that for a long time. Jim loves <laughs> Luna's butthole. This is why you got to watch it on uh, YouTube or on Facebook. You get to see uh, Luna's uh, spoiling of the, the podcast. No, Nate, it's you that spoils a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, my opinion on it is <laughs> my opinion okay. is that, that I, I, I don't put all of it into one box. Um, if you're unable to separate one from the other, then that's, in my opinion, that just doesn't make any sense. One is sport, the other one is a human rights question. People talk about it. It's not going to change anything by turning around and saying we're not going to let them do any sports stuff. If if you are of the opinion that everything is okay now because of it, then you're an idiot. You know, one is not good, the other one is good. They don't cancel each other out. They don't, they're not, for me, they're not, it's not the same thing. Two completely separate things, and one doesn't cancel the other out. Um, and I, 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 don't, I really don't have, I don't have an issue with, with what they're what they're doing with sport. If they want to throw their money into sport, let them throw their money into sport. I mean, why not? It benefits our sports stars. It benefits the the, the pool players. They're going over there. We finally we're finally seeing uh, them them making a bit of money. They've got over there the chance to make what Chris, you know, Chris said himself life changing money. Um, as long as it's all done above board and it's legitimate money and it's all done the right way and it's I don't see it as being connected to any human rights issues. Me personally, uh, so I don't think one cancels the other out on, and one is not. Uh, shouldn't be, how do you say, shouldn't be knocked back or refused because of something else that's happened. I don't, I don't see that there's a connection there. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, the, the World Cup went over there uh, a couple of years ago. It was a massive success. Um, uh, but nobody is forgetting about, you know, the, 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 the people that died building the stadiums and all that kind of stuff. Uh, apparently, the the fans that went over there, they didn't have any issue with with the rules. Uh, you know, there's certain social rules there that are that are different from Western Europe or the USA. Nobody had an issue with it while they were over there. Uh, as far as I, I, I didn't hear of, you know, the, there's the talk about women not being given equality or any anything close to equality. It wasn't really an issue during the World Cup. I don't see it as being a, a, a it's a sporting event. You know, and there was something big that happened around Budweiser. Do you remember what that was? Uh, they didn't turn up with their beer or something like that at one of the uh, one of the stadiums or something like that, or they were refused in with their beer or something. And so, yeah, and so like they pulled all the sponsorship from it or something like that. They pulled all the sponsor, yeah. But 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The, they so they were going to allow alcohol sales at it, and then I think they pulled all alcohol sales. Yeah. So Budweiser pulled all of their sponsors. Yeah, I think that I think that sounds something right. But uh, yeah. that was one of the. I mean, that just I only want to point that out to say that it. I mean, there was some things that happened. Um, that being one of them. I mean, not that. I mean, is it a huge deal that you can't drink it? Well, I think a lot of people that went yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> could you, yeah, could you imagine if the Moscone Cup at the last second said no alcohol? It's a very sensitive subject, and I, and I fully understand that some people have got strong some strong views on it. I just have my I have my pool hat on for this, uh, and not my political human rights, whatever you want to call it, hat on for this. And right, Chris, you know, as, a, as a pool fan, great. Give them the million. Brilliant. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? I'm fully with uh, with what Jim says. There's um, loads of people have been commenting on it since, you know, just the last 24 hours. There's been loads of comments on Facebook about it. Loads of people saying some sensible things, some other people saying some less sensible things about it all um it's just a motive in it you know talking about human rights and some of the deeper subjects none of us are experts on that we are just pool people uh and we're not the brightest bunch so we should not be the people to ask about complicated issues Speak for yourself. Gonna... i resemble that remark uh you resemble it yeah more than many <laughs> yeah but yeah it's not it's, it's if some of the players decide that they don't want to go because they feel so strongly about it. Good on them, you know. Um, I'm sure they'll be well supported, and there'll be no matchroom won't help hold any hard feelings or, or anything like that. But um, for the most part, if you take where we were five years ago, yeah, I mean, just take what. Just say exactly five years ago, before the Matchroom US Open happened in 2019, to where we are five years later, considering we lost 18 or 24 months to COVID. So call it three full years of Matchroom operating in the open pool kind of scene. Where we are today is just insane. It is just yeah. insane to, to, well, to think where we are. Well, and, and um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that there's been any crazy big Saudi. Um, how do I, uh, I, I? I don't even know the proper term for it. We'll just say shenanigans uh, that happened in Europe. I mean, uh, Jamal Khashoggi was um, a, a, a Saudi journalist that was murdered on Turkish. He was in Turkey, Turkey. right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I guess I guess was that Turkey. Um, that was, I mean, that, that was, uh, yeah, that was at the in the Turkish embassy in Turkey, I think. Yeah, or was that the Saudi oh, yeah. embassy in Turkey? One way or the other, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, he was he was going, I, I believe, to get like a marriage certificate or something like that. And yeah, anyways, um, um, I mean that that is a big one. Um, and that's that's where a lot of the sports washing really started to take hold. I believe the discussion. I mean, obviously, the the human rights abuses that have happened in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I mean, again, none of us are experts, um, but. There's there's been a laundry list. I mean, there's it's not like it's like one or two items. I mean, there's there's plenty for sure. But I think especially us being from the UK and from the US, I don't think we can sit on a pedestal and look down on people and say that 
they have acted in a way that you know our countries are responsible for we've done some we've um, done some crazy shit too <laughs> crazy shit right so it's it's certainly it's not for any country to tell another nation how to conduct themselves within their own borders there are things that should be universal across the world human rights wise we can't do anything about that we can't on one hand as a society take Saudi investment for public infrastructure and for our, you know, throughout our entire entire financial services systems. And, you know, they own so much property across both US and UK. We can't take all of that investment and not say anything. And then they Saudi hold a few boxing matches in the pool tournament. Oh, shit, it's terrible. <laughs> like, what the, well, you've got to have a bit of balance. It's just bollocks. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I, think, I don't think I don't think the majority of people actually realise how much Saudi money is already in their countries and is already is already flying around, is already yeah. supporting their economy, is already yeah. supporting their businesses. They don't they don't realise that because they don't actually see it physically happening. And then something mm-hmm. comes up on Facebook and it's going to be on TV, and then all of a sudden it's a big deal. It's yeah. like a rally. It's like a rallying thing, right? There. If you were to do a, just a little bit of of, of of investigation and go and look at, you know, on your own front door, how much Saudi money is in your own area and in your own economy, and then be asked the question: Do you want all that gone? Do you want all that be taken away? Do you want, you know, I mean, it's exactly right. It's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it swings and roundabouts, and at the end of the day. You can have your you can have your 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 views on it, but and I I respect anyone's views, uh, yeah. but I don't see I, I like I said I don't see how it intermingles and it should I got no problem with them going to Saudi and and having a pool tournament there, um, and why not? What what, what good does it why do? What, what what good what good will would I mean, this is well, not Matram. This is not Matram saying they support what happens in Saudi Arabia. Well, let me answer that question. This is, not, this, is not, this is not them saying we're okay with what happens in Saudi Arabia. It's not the pool players saying we're okay with what happens in Saudi Arabia. It's a pool tournament that's going to happen in Saudi Arabia. That's well, I, I do have an answer for that. So, so let me. Um, basically, the premise of that is why shouldn't we take this money, right? Um, so there, there, I look at this as two answers. That has two real answers to it. Um, I, obviously, it's more than that, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boil it down to that. Um, Saudi Arabia is throwing stupid, stupid money into all aspects of sports. Uh, why? So the, in my mind, there's two real reasons why. They're either looking to increase uh, – they're either trying to increase their their viewing in the in the, in the world because they know that their, 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 their pass is checkered. And they want to try to get rid of that. Obviously, that that's great. Um, they're going forward with a new foot. They're going to try to not be the way that they were before. And they're trying to basically restart with their image of the world by whitewashing it with, uh, with, with sports money. Great. If that's the case, take the money. No problem at all. Let's, let's do this. Um, if they're doing this to try to cover up more stuff that they're going to do in the future, that's fucked up. And they're trying to basically say, all right, well, we know we're going to do this in the future. Yeah, this person, they got their, their days are counted. This person, they said, let's go lock up another, you know, 50 more uh, female protesters who want to just drive around in their country and not have to be arrested for it. Um, and they're doing all of this basically to help cover up the fucked up stuff that they're doing in their country. I got a bigger problem with that, and I think that there's a, that's a real discussion that we can have as to whether or not we should be taking this on because at whether or not we can separate it, like you said, Jim, 
whether or not we can separate it, there's a lot of people who cannot separate it. So the money, if yeah, but there's a lot, people, there's a lot, people, there's a lot of people that cannot separate. But but it, let's just say that 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 the whole idea of this, of everything they're doing in sport, is to try and mask all the horrible shit that they've done in the past, and they're trying to change going in the, in the past. Let's say they're trying to do that. If we as a Western society allow that to happen, then really, idiots, are you really going to turn around and say, oh, we? Are you really stupid enough to forget everything that's happened because of a couple of billion dollars that have been put into sport? And then how long is it long enough? Like, and should we, still be, should we mean, still be mad at Germany? Should we still be mad at Japan? Should this we is still be mad at the, the Mongolians? Like, what, what, what time is enough time enough, right? Yeah. No, putting it, putting money into sport is not going to make people forget all the other stuff that's happened. It's just no. not going to happen. So, I mean... It will. I mean, honestly, Jim, you know, you know good and damn well it will. Not, not for everyone. Not for everyone. For enough, for enough people, it will because enough people don't care. They don't look at the last ten years. They look about where they're going to get their next meal from. They're looking like where they're going to get their next score from. And if they have the opportunity to go to Saudi Arabia and they have the ability to uh, to make themselves fifty bucks, uh, you know, going to Saudi Arabia, taking last place in a world world championship, they're not going to give a crap what happened. But I know what you're saying. But I mean, for the well, they're not going to give a crap what happened because they're just there to play pool. But. And the, world, the, the, the world, in a, in, a, in a political standpoint, is still going to care. This money is not going to not going to matter politically. That it's not just going to go away you for know? a duration of time. Yeah, yeah, for a duration of time. And, and, and to be to be honest, if they if 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 this is them apologising and saying no, we're not going to do any of this shit anymore, then fine. As long as you don't do it anymore. Well, that's that's exactly yeah. it, right? I mean, that's 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 those are the two options that that's I see. That's, that's not going to happen either. anyway, because that that's 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 the problem with or the problem. That's that is what different beliefs, different cultures, different religions. When you believe that what you do is the correct thing to do, yeah. and other people say that what they do is the correct thing to do, so you you're not and you a lot of the stuff that you do is not you you're not actually aware or you're not willing to accept that what you're doing is wrong because it's your belief that what you're doing is correct yeah yeah we say that what they're doing is wrong but they say no this is the way we live and we should be allowed to live like this and and when we're when we're talking when we're having this discussion going off of what you said almost everybody that uh well i would venture to say everybody that's on this podcast and probably the vast 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 majority of people who are watching this uh our viewpoint of what's right and wrong is decided by the book called the Bible, right? Most people are Christian, even in their morals, uh, or at least in their society, right? And the U.S. was built off of a society based off of the Bible, right? All of our morals, yes and yeses and wrongs, are decided based off of that. Not mine. <laughs> yeah, not mine. yeah, I lost all that shit a long time ago. No, Stop it. Your society at a fundamental level was based off their rights and wrongs were based off of that. My morals about what, what, what right or wrong wrong were, were drilled in it being by my parents and by the social structure around me, not by a book. Well, sure, but but your society as a whole is based off of that. And if you don't think that that's true, you can go to the Middle East and you can see that the, the difference of a, of, of a book can completely change the morals of a culture. At the fundamental basic building blocks of a society of a culture is usually built off of some book that says what's right is right right and it and it it just goes that's, to what you're that, saying that, that, that's religion you're talking about well you, yeah. tell, you you tell me one culture that's been built in the history of forever that wasn't based off of but that's what, of just, that's what i just said every, sort of religion. Every, every religion believes that what they do is the correct way to do it 
and I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. What? Yeah. What I'm saying is, uh, our viewpoint of Saudi Arabia is coming from predominantly a Christian moral value view set. That's not the case there. Yeah, but there's some things that are just universally wrong, right? Wait, well, the while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. At this point in time and culture, sure, but yeah, but hundred years ago, no. So. It, it's just a pool. We, 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 we were still hanging people for, for simple crimes not so long ago. I mean, some people would well, say we, should, we still should be. But some people say we should, still should be. I, I mean, there's certain crimes I wouldn't mind if well, they did. The, yeah. and, and, there's, and there's plenty of cultures around the or there's plenty of cultures around the world that still look at women as being nothing more than a, obedient and servants, right? And yeah. anybody in the Western world would be like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." Of course, they're equals. Of course, you know. Of course, they deserve to be, you know, treated with respect. But Saudi Arabia has only gotten to that point. Shut up, Jim. <laughs> It'll be different. It'll be different if and Saudi I go, Arabia, that's only got to that point in the last few years. And if you look at places like uh, Iraq, it's still not the same, though. It's, it's still not. It's still no, it's, not the no, same. No, it's not. It's getting better, but it, it's. But but still, I mean, these universal truths that we're talking about—they're—they're—they're they're, they're just not universal truths. They're—they're they're so embedded in our cultures that we think that they should be universal truths. But there's a huge chunk of the world where that's just straight not the case. Sure, mm-hmm. but you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. But this is and usually it's based around some sort of religion that that impacts yeah. that region. If you look at the Middle East, there's there aren't a lot of countries where women are looked at as being equals. Yeah, it'll be difficult if we go there and you see something that you don't like. That that's when maybe it'll things will change for individuals. I don't know what I, you know, I don't know how I'd feel. Well, I do. I know I do know how I'd feel if I saw something like that. But you, you got a. What are you gonna do? Well, you might and, go there. You might see something. You might decide you're never going back again. But well, and and now we're, so I, I, you know, we've we've obviously had a, a pretty decent discussion on this. I I actually enjoyed this discussion quite a bit. But I started this at the beginning, saying that um, I was going to play devil's advocate. Um, and by devil's advocate, I meant I wasn't going to necessarily say what I actually believe. This is what I actually believe out of the situation. Um, there have been numerous, hundreds, thousands of studies. On the, efforts, uh, on the effects of sports amongst communities. Um, I, one of the favorite ones I saw uh, was during COVID um, in Israel. <clears throat> they had, um, when, people would, when people would get COVID, they would be put, they would be isolated into hotels. The hotels weren't being used for anything else. So what they, were, what they were doing was anybody with COVID, they were pulling out of their household to try to stop the spread amongst families. And they were put into these hotels. They were not segregated. There was Israelites, there was uh, Palestinians. They were all in basically the same. And I know this seems like a a far cry from where we're at these days, unfortunately, with uh, the conflict going on there. But they didn't segregate them on the same floors. They would have, and everyone had COVID, so they didn't really care. They were just allowed to to roam about the hotels. And uh, they actually did a study there where they introduced um, sport and game games like board games uh, that they kind of forced interactions between everybody and tried to get them to actually interact. Obviously, when it started out, the Israel, uh, the people from Israel were staying to themselves. The Palestinians were staying to themselves. There was almost no intermingling at all. They forced them to do that on basically over games and over sport. And by the end of it, they took a poll at the beginning and they took a poll at the end. And this wasn't done with like 50 people. This was done with like a couple hundred people across these different hotels. And what they found was by the end of it, all of the people that were there were intermingling almost, almost perfectly. 
there wasn't any Israelites over here and the Palestinians over here. Everybody was amongst themselves. They were talking regularly. They were talking about anything and everything. They had become friends. They had become one. Once that, they followed up a year later with that, that same people, with, with the same people that they had uh, taken the initial interview with, the, the interview when they left uh, the hotel, when they were basically when they were COVID-free, and then they followed up a year later. And what they found was by the end of that trip in the hotel, everybody was commingling. Everybody was quote unquote friends. They they'd a lot in a lot of sense. They had worked out their differences. They talked about a lot of different discussions while they were there. A year later, like less than one percent of them were still interacting with the same people of the opposite side that they were during those that uh, that that hotel retreat. But there was like like 40 percent were still interacting with the people of your side. So the Palestinians were still interacting with the people that I met from the Palestine side and likewise for the, the Israeli side. So what basically what they found was as long as you're constantly intermingling over something that's fun, whether it's board games, whether it's, you know, uh, charades, whether it's sporting events, um, people once you got brought together over a common thing that you liked, everybody loved each other. Once you separated and went back to your tribal areas everyone was like instantly right at each other's throats again. If there's one yeah. thing that all of this sporting can do, bringing people in, maybe you mix cultures together a little bit and people start saying, all right, well, maybe maybe we don't have to be as different or maybe that's a really good idea. Maybe we should include women in society because they could be huge contributors to uh, the GDP of a country. Um, maybe through all of this sporting and they're kind of forcing their way into it, maybe that opens them up to more Western ideas. It's happened. Yeah. It, it's happened in a lot of different studies across time. Hopefully, through all of this, they're not just doing it to uh, to cover up the crimes they're going to commit in the future. Hopefully, it opens them up to actual uh, intermingling of cultures, and it, it turns out to be a good thing. That's my true thoughts on the idea, not the the playing devil's advocate stuff. I'm hoping that this leads to that, and because once the Saudi Arabia comes, I mean, it's 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 kind of the bridge into the Middle East, right? Yeah. Just a thought. Hoping. Yep. Here's hoping. Jim? That would be ideal, I guess. Um, but again, like I said before, it's a pool tournament that's getting played in Saudi Arabia, and I'm a pool fan, and I try and stay away from the whole political stuff about it, and I'm just taking it what it is, and it's a pool tournament that somebody's going to get paid a shitload of money for winning. and um, get paid a fuck ton of money for winning the pool tournament, which is bananas did anybody actually will this be the highest prize in, since since the ipt i was just about to ask but did anybody actually get cashed for the full amount so Ephraim won 500 but he, did he get the full lot not sure but it's, it's the high it's the highest prize fund for a tournament since 2000 and either three or six three? Yeah. yeah yeah i thought I, I thought it was three but maybe maybe it wasn't but it's a shit ton of money the deal is for 10 years Given inflation and all that sort of stuff, would it be? Oh, I, 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 I very much doubt it will be a million. It will still be a million dollars uh, on edition number ten. I very yeah. much doubt. That it's, well, there's no reason that Matchroom couldn't add more money, right? Or they could get more outside sponsors. I'm sure in the contract it doesn't say that this is Saudi there'll be Arabia no outside sponsor. There'll be there'll be no outside sponsor. That that's how that. So the, for the boxing and the other things, it's. Riyadh season or sponsoring it. There's nothing else. There's nothing else involved. There's no Coca-Cola signs. There's no 
anything. It's Saudi so Arabia. So you're telling me that when when I watch the stream for the World Pool Championships, I'm not going to see a a, a no. Razin sticker somewhere? Oh, no, no, no. So Diamond gives some pool tables. Aramith gives yeah. some bowls. You're talking about a title sponsor who's going to put in money, oh, right? No, Significant amount of money. Not not gonna, thing, you're, you're not, you're not going to see BMW or Kia or anything like that. You there's going to be no title sponsor. The sponsors that are not from Saudi Arabia will be like the, the uh, Q-Tech, uh, Diamond or Rasen, I assume Diamond, right. um, all those guys, Aramith, yes. uh, yeah, Simonis. No corporate sponsor. Obviously, that like yes, I understand that that's the case, but you, you can't tell me that in 10 different years, or in 10 years from now, or let's just say seven years from now, that uh, if the industry grows the way that we are hoping and expecting it to, that Q-Tech can't go to them and say, hey, I want to add another $200,000 to this event. And that's what it costs to get to where they're at, right? I mean, I, if, if if the industry grows the way we're thinking, and, and yeah, yeah, that, no, 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 that's, maybe. yeah. But it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not going to be all of it's not going to be all of a sudden that Rolex is a title sponsor of the or something. Sure, like yeah, that. yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the sponsors that already exist. There's yes. no, there's, you know, good and damn well that if, if you're if you're at a NASCAR event and you see this giant, you know, Dupont sticker on the side of Jeff Gordon's car, that all of those little ones aren't giving him a steering wheel and a center console and a and a glove compartment, right? They're giving him stone cold fucking cash. It's just yeah, less it, than this, what the big ones are. But the, 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 this scenario with Saudi, if you've watched any of the boxing or any of the stuff that's been going on there, there's no there's no outside money being pumped in. It doesn't need to be. If QTech came along and said, we're going to put 200 grand in, Saudi are putting a million in, I don't think Saudi would have that. They'd say, piss off QTech. Matchroom, if you really want another 200 grand, there it is. They wouldn't. Yes, but, I, yes, but you, guys are looking at, you guys are looking at the event as a whole, right? What are you looking at, though? I'm looking at commercials along the way. I'm looking at having a logo on a pool table. I'm looking at having a backdrop that says uh, I'm looking at whatever. a million pound prize fund. Are you talking about adding to the prize fund? I, I'm looking at getting money into the event. The prize fund. Yeah, if, if, if you're watching if you're watching a, a, a Liverpool game, obviously they have one title sponsor for their team. That doesn't mean you're not going to see a bunch of sponsors all the way across. During They're not the playing in Saudi Arabia. Yes, but it doesn't mean yes, but you're still creating a product, right? On the live on the live golf tour, if it's going to be there, it doesn't mean that you're never going to see another company's logo somewhere. Because anytime that you have an event that's going to be nationally televised, you're going to have opportunity for commercials, for logos across the arena, for anywhere you, on the TV. Okay, so it, again, if we go back to the boxing, the big boxing events they've just had, the commercials are Saudi tourism. It's all for Riyadh season. That's what it's called, Riyadh season. It's six months long. That's where they're trying to cram all of their sport and events into. There's no outside, and we're talking about major sports here, not pool. We're talking about big sport. There is no outside commercials pumped in for anything. When we're when we're going to be when we're going to be watching this on Sky Sports, wait and see what the adverts are at the break. Yeah, the Saudis will have That'll control. The, the, I'll be very interested to see because the Saudis will have control over what adverts are run. During the advertising breaks with Sky Sports, I guarantee Quite possibly. It. But during the programming, because they will, because they, they, they will, they will just have paid Sky Sports a shitload of money to 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 decide what the adverts will be during the breaks. And and if I'm and if I'm wrong on that, I'm happy to be wrong on that. I I just I'm looking at the I'm not looking at the event as a poster. I'm looking at the event as a production. And yeah. anytime you have a production, you're going to have a lot of opportunity to bring outside money. And Matchroom is not going to be making solely all of their money 
off of this off of the the idea of running this event. They're going to make money through the production of it too, right? Well, that's how they make money. That, all, all that all that money will come from Saudi. It won't come from anywhere else. They they they, they, they have this one million from them is basically me going into my pocket and saying, "Here you go. There's a change I have in my pocket." This yeah, is not money for this, this is no money at all for Saudi Arabia. Sure, sure, of course. This is nothing for them. So if they turn around, if 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 some if if somebody else turns around like Chris says and says, We want to get in sponsors and say, No, oh, piss off. If you need another two hundred, here's another two hundred. If you need another three hundred, here's another three hundred. Well, we they won't share the limelight with anybody. They, they're and not maybe exactly, that's that's exactly what I want to say. They are not going to share this with anybody. And, and, and if that's the case, I'm happy and, and to be wrong on they it. Don't, they don't share any of their sports, any of the stuff they put money in. They don't share with anybody. It's just, no, it's ours. You want It'll to be interesting to see what the um, what the arena looks like. You know, the arena that they use at every tournament, uh, and it's got all the interchangeable panels for all yep. of the different things. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. I mean, QTech is still going to be the one of the big sponsors, uh, but other than that, I just I wonder what it'll. I wonder what it'll look like, but then I want to know how much money Matt or uh, I want to know how much money's Matchroom's making in the background to uh, to justify all of this. Well, because you're basically taking you're like taking said, the biggest one, event like, of the year, and you're basically like putting one, it million, on one, one million is pocket change. So, and this is an afterthought to the biggest to the overall Matchroom deal with boxing, darts, snooker, course, pool is the afterthought. They've just fair play to Emily and Eddie and Barry Hearn. They've managed to hitch this wagon onto the back of the train that was flying yeah. through and we, yeah. we're lucky we're so yeah. lucky yes just They've already, as far as far as as far as matchroom making money out of saudi they're already making more than they can deal with 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 their big sports pool sure, yeah. it's nope, just that, a that, for them it's just a case of sure. would you mind would you mind if we did pool as well since we've got this big contract with you how much do you need that's the payouts right i mean they're what I okay, yeah, honestly, right. How, how much do you want? Two million, okay, take yeah, it. Sure, 10 million, yeah, yeah. Take you're, you're probably I mean, right, but it, it's good, whatever it is, it's gonna have to be something good that you're taking. Remove the Moscone Cup because that's a that's a different beast in itself, but you're taking yeah. the most marketable event the entire year and you're basically putting it on hold <laughs> as far as building relationships and networking with other companies for 10 years because you're yeah. basically you can't do a single thing with this your biggest event of the year like jim i mean if you if you if you controlled world soccer and somebody said you can't you can have all the world soccer but you can't have the premier league you're going to be like well what the hell what do, what do i want world soccer for if i can't have the number one football league in the world right yeah, it's a bit, a bit different, but it is different because you're talking about a nine-day tournament or some of that, and there's plenty of other things. I mean, the, the the U.S. Open, you've got they've got so many majors now. I mean, the World Championship is should be should be the biggest tournament, but it hasn't been for years. Yeah, it hasn't but, been. For years. Has it ever been? Has it ever been? But if you ask most of the players, you know, U.S. Open or World Championships, up until recently, I think every US single Open. player was saying, "I'd rather I'd rather win a U.S. Open." Yeah, it had uh, when Matchroom had the World Championships. Do you remember very late nineties and early two thousands? When it was in Cardiff and somewhere else. But it was good. Then it, it was in the Phil. No, where did Wu Cha Ching one? It was when it was in Taipei, and I think it was in the Philippines once. But had, Sky Sports had, had it around yeah. about that time, and it was massive. It was such a good tournament, mm -hmm. and then it's been dog shit for like two decades. Yeah, so. So I mean, at the end of the day, there's plenty to go around, and um, what 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 match and what what has now happened is they've got their their number one major, 
I think we can probably call it the number one major now because it's got yeah. a one million dollar pr- yeah. prize fund. They've set the bar now, you know. So you know, if you want the, if you, if anyone out there wants the U.S. Open to be just as big as the World Championships or continue to be bigger, you best come up with one million dollars and uh, stick that in the prize fund. Kind yeah, of everything else just pales into insignificance now. Really, so anyway, the idea of this is that everything gets pulled up behind it. Well, this and, is uh, this, this is, is kind of my this point. Is, this, is start, this is just the start of it growing, yeah. and um, I, I mean, I don't see that it being in Saudi Arabia has sort of cut it off from the rest of. I don't think, no, it's it's going to be a massive event. It's going to be huge. Yep. Um, people on on social media saying there's going to be no crowds there. There'll be crowds there. Trust me. Yeah, there will there'll be. be. There'll be proper massive crowds there. Saudi's a big country. A big country, big and country. They, 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 they love their Q sports down there. It's not so far for the Philippines to, to, to travel over, and there's a lot. Of, there's a big Filipino uh, expat community close by. I've heard yep. kind of thing, and Dubai and Qatar. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be there's there's going to be a lot of people there, and yeah. what we do what we do know from the Saudis is that if they don't feel there's enough people there, they pay people to come in <laughs> and make an atmosphere, which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> Who cares? It actually is. It actually is. Uh quite 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 a huge country it's um it's massive yeah it's uh i mean i'm looking at a map of it versus the usa and it actually i mean it covers up all of north dakota south dakota all the way down to oklahoma and then all the way over basically to basically to west virginia it's a massive it's, it's basically it's basically as big as the upper midwest okay it's a massive country but i mean it, it, uh, quite a lot quite a large area of it is unpopulated. Yeah, yeah yeah but population all the people are crammed into the same places kind of thing, but, yeah it's you know. sparsely populated right yeah. i'm just trying to so they've got 36 million people there as of three years ago so that's plenty of people to come and watch and, 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 and Q, Q, Q Sport lives there. It's not like it's a nothing sport. Um, they're trying to grow it, yeah. They've yeah. been trying to grow it for a long, long time. They just yeah. I don't know why they haven't had much traction. So they've got Khalid, the kid, and then what's your man's name with a beard? He's Big from Qatar. No, he's from, he's from Kuwait. Yeah, Kuwait, Omar, thank you. Omar thank you. I knew it wasn't, yeah, I knew it wasn't Qatar. He's from Kuwait. There's so Omar Al-Shaheen, there's Bader Al-Dawadi, and then there's um, Bader Al-Dawadi, Omar Al-Shaheen, and... Abdullah. Yeah, Abdullah Abdullah's from Kuwait. Yeah, yeah, all three of those are from Kuwait. Yeah. So, no, Sophie is from... I think the only, uh, I think the only Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabia is the kid, uh, Khalid, or whatever his name is. So we're just talking about... Um, so it's just Khalid, yeah? So yeah, he's yeah. the only kid. Yeah, all, all three of those players are all from Kuwait. None Somebody told me that Khalid kid, was it Khalid? I think it was, won a tournament in Saudi and it was like stupid money. It was only he won, for Saudi he won, players. He won, he, won, he won half a million. Yeah, it was um, half a million, yeah. Half a million for, for, like, for, like a, for like a youth tour. US dollars. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, Saudi, Saudi money. It, only Saudi players, I think, were allowed in that. And so consider that. He's won a first prize of half a million dollars. For a local tournament, basically only Saudi players, and now they've given a one million prize purse for this. Like I said, it's nothing to them; it's pocket change. Yeah, they it's don't peanuts. care. It's, it's peanuts. peanuts to them. It's like going into their pocket and just saying, "There you go, Matchroom. There's your prize money." They don't yeah. give a shit. I think, I, to be honest, I think Matchroom could have done better and probably got got three million. 
Well, you don't know what they made. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. to be honest, like let, let's look. So let let's say that the deal. I mean, let's say the deal was worth X dollars. It does it really do them a lot of good to make the whirlpool champ? Let's say let's say they got ten million dollars off it. Does it really do them any good to make? Uh, one of their events, three hundred, or let's say three no. million dollars prize purse. No, because that that, that basically it means makes the rest, playing, it, it, it makes, makes the rest, the rest of the events look stupid. Yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially all these events in like the U.S. that people are going and playing for like six thousand dollars at most for first place. Most of them are like two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. All of those events become completely worthless. The only thing that's going to decide the Moscone Cup, the Whirlpool Masters, the 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 Whirlpool Championships or the, the, the World Cup of Pool, all of these things are going to be literally who makes the top 16. That just guarantees you to get into every event from the rest of the year because you'd have to win the U.S. Open to basically make uh, last 64 money in this yeah, event. Yeah, of course. It would, it, would, it would make a mockery of the ranking system. It was. Yeah. So, so maybe their deal is worth ten million, and as they grow this, you know, maybe you know we're just throwing out numbers here, but maybe their event they are getting way more, and yeah, maybe even, they actually have the ability to take some of that money and put it into their other events, right? That would take, that, that would be great because even yeah. even 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 now if we if we go on two hundred thousand, the winner of the world championship, if it's a European or an American, is guaranteed. Guaranteed. guaranteed I, I, don't, I, I personally don't believe that you should qualify for the Moscone. On one tournament, I don't believe that that should well, ever happen. Well, that's, I think that's, that's why I, I think, think if you're the world champion, I think but, world champion. Say, but, but pool is pool and it's nine ball pool. Yeah, it's not like every tournament is equally as difficult to win. But that, but then then it becomes time, and you were lucky that it it was your turn when the big money in, was there. Well, in theory, this in theory this should be the hardest tournament to win. Now, I think the hardest tournament to win should be the Masters, but they haven't quite dialed down, I don't believe yet, that the format. It, well, that they're never going to be. As long as that stays a race of seven into a race of nine on those equipments, those type pockets, yeah. that, that, event's, that, that event's, I'm not trying to say this in a stupid way. It's going to sound stupid. That event's not hard to win. You need to catch a small gear. You it's need to changed. have some good rolls. And you need to win three, four and, matches. And it's, it's changed now because I mean they're they're trying to solidify the quality of the field, right? And make but the it, races it a little bit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter It's never going to be the most difficult uh, uh, event to win. It should be, but it won't be. But it, it, they can never make it the most difficult because you can only they will have twenty four, a maximum of thirty two players. Now there's too many good players, and nine ball is too. Um, weird a game and too much uh, things can happen in nine ball that unless you're going to increase the race by, 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 like by, by removing 50 players who can win the tournament you're making it an easier tournament no i yeah i'm i'm with you all i'm saying is my belief is the masters should be the hardest to win it should be long races in the yeah. top 16 that would make it the hardest to win to be honest but, right to be honest right now it's probably the easiest win of all the majors so, I, think it's the, the easiest I think it's the easiest by far I, I think that the 128, I mean, if you get the top 120 yeah, players, it'll be the hardest. Yes, that, that, that's a tough tournament to win. But 256 yeah. is tough to win as well because there's a lot of players who are coming in that don't have a ranking. Yeah, but will, also will be, will be in that second half. You know, you, you get like a, a Bernie Regaliario and 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 Ragnar you, comes up now and again, and you, you never know. get the top 128 turning up to the, to any open event anyway. So no, so I mean. It's, it should be. But, it, but from for me, the idea that you can just you you you're you can play great for one week of the year and that gets you into the Moscone Cup 
I don't like that personally. I, it's it's uh, it's um, I, I'm I'm completely with you, but it's uh, an unfortunate and a fortunate symptom. Yes, oh. I wouldn't. Listen, don't, <laughs> please, please, please do not use that as a reason to go back to yeah, fifty thousand yeah, plus yeah. guys. But I, w- I would like to see that the other events, or that there's more events that get closer to that kind of prize money, which means that you're not guaranteed just by being world champion. I think it would be a little bit. I'm definitely with you. I think it would be a little more unpalatable if you had a situation like we did in the Wells over the last few years, where a relative unknown or certainly somebody who's nowhere near tournament favorite makes it through to the semis and semis will be enough to get you under Moscone. I would say it's, it's pretty much you're, you're looking good, right? If you hit the semis, you're looking good. So so basically, basically one tournament, you you could end up, you, you could theoretically almost fill your Moscone cup top three if in that one tournament, you know, if you're saying, if you're saying 200,000 for first, 140,000 for second, and semi and, and semi final gets you a hundred thousand. If those three are all Europeans, let let's say four Europeans in the semi final. Yeah, basically your Moscone Cup tick has been the team has been picked it, it, in nine days. It's done, but it'll need yeah, maybe maybe a few crap Europeans like myself will get through to the semis, and then the USA might have a chance of winning Moscone for once. But other than that, there's no real. What do you reckon, mate? They'd have to be, they'd have to be worse than you to have a chance. Oh, Chris is no longer going to be on the podcast going forward. <laughs> uh, well, no, I, I mean, it's this is why I think that uh, there's no freaking way that Matchroom is selling out for a million dollar prize fund, right? Um, I'm hoping, and I think Emily is just way too smart for this to have this not be the case of, you know, you just can't have one event that pays one million and the rest of them all pay 300,000. You can't do that. Because like you said, it's just going to make, I would like to think, that Matchroom is making this a $1 million event because they wanted the splash of having a $1 million event. What's the difference between 1 million and what's the difference between 2 million? I'm hoping that this money is going to the rest of the events to make it exactly avoid what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, em- Emily's just popped up and rightly so guaranteed Moscone. Imagine the pressure playing in the worlds with that prize fund on the table. What a world champion it will produce. Maybe it is going to be one million, one tournament, and the rest stay the same. Maybe. I didn't even realize Emily watched this podcast. She must have clicked clicked on it by accident. She said she'd got a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst Valentine's Day ever looking at us three. (laughs) Hey! I'll I'll help out that Valentine's Day. So now she only has to look at two of us. There you go. But okay, maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, maybe Emily will. Hey, welcome back, buddy. Miss, yeah, misclick. Here you go. It was clickbait. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that's what, 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 whether or not there's more money going in, or whether or not this pushes for more money to go into the other oh. events. I mean, I don't. I, I can only see it. You guys are never. You you haven't listened to the whole podcast, obviously, Emily. We're very happy. We're, we're yeah. happy. We're happy. Full people. There are the some people out there moaning. I just wish I'd back side when I was younger now. The one thing I'm a bit worried about is uh, this. The, I mean, and we haven't talked about this yet, but the, there was a, a matchroom ranking event uh, in Colombia this past weekend. Um, obviously, uh, <laughs> going smart. Uh, so, Moritz Newhausen wins that. Um, what, what, what did he get for that? It's like Nine. five thousand, nine thousand. Nine. So, so let's say the semifinalists are probably making about 
three. Let's no. I mean, that. two, two and a half, mate. Yeah, maybe. I, two. You know what? It was so hard to find information on it. That... Yeah, it was. It was very, very, very poorly marketed. Well, this uh, tournament happened in Colombia. I gave up. Yeah. I gave up on it. I mean, I went onto the website just to try and see the bracket. I couldn't find anything. It was all in a funny language. It was all I couldn't. I'm, I'm was, very just. I'm very much hoping that this event is not going to events like this are not going to be completely ignored going forward because you have to win the event to basically make final seventy four, whatever it is in the in the in the Whirlpool Championships. You win two matches the Whirlpool Championship, you'll probably win more than if you got second in the event. Do you really want to go all the way to Columbia to uh to do something like that? Do you really want to go to uh you know well, Vietnam for an event like that or the Philippines well, I mean, or whatever I, what, what, wherever these things spur up across the uh, time. What, 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 what Emily's is, where, where, where I see that where I see this in a few years is there will be no events on the matchroom calendar that are not matchroom run events. Oh, hopefully, hopefully there won't be any more of these events. If it's if you're if it's going to be a ranking point, and, then it'll be a matchroom. Maybe, maybe the rest of them matchroom will do matchroom will do it properly. We already see those more majors coming up. That, that I don't want to see all the rest of these events go away. So hopefully they are still included in some sort of way in matchroom, whether they are now turned into U.S. Open qualifiers or Whirlpool Championship qualifiers, something that if you win this event, you get you get an entry into this other event. Because these are, these events have got to still be there. They have to be a gateway to get into professional pool. You have to have some sort mm -hmm. of runway to get these players into these, these big, big, big events. You have to be able to make some money along the way, and these events could do that. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not part of the World Nine Ball Tour anymore. Maybe they're part of the World Nine Ball system and, yeah or, yeah maybe they're part of the uh, q school that gets you into these events a paid entry and maybe a paid uh yeah uh, you know, paid travel fees or whatever it is uh but these these events can't go away they just have they have to be around still you have to be able to work your way into a pro tour you have to be able to take your lumps along the way and learn how to win and learn yeah. how to lose yeah. and all that good stuff the, the positive side of that event in colombia apart from the way the table was clothed and the Bowls and everything else that was going on, apart from yeah. and the cheating. That, yeah. you see that Emily, if cheating? Emily, if you're still here, yeah, the cheating part. We'll talk about that. Emily, if you're still here, what do you think about the ball set? What do you What do you think about? Those? Yeah, I can't. I, yeah, did, did, yeah. Did, did you approve that ball? Those all those ball colors. The five was orange again, right? The five went back. Uh, to yes, orange. the five was the five orange. Went back to orange. And the the black wasn't black. It was white with a black stripe. The nine was the bumblebee nine, but the other way around. So it was black with a yellow stripe. No, sorry, yellow with a black stripe instead of black with a yellow stripe. Um, and the rails were a different color from the bed of the table. And apparently you're allowed to hit the two ball before the one ball as long as you don't say anything. That was just ridiculous, wasn't it? It's just, <laughs> do you know the good thing about it now? Because it, because pool these events are streamed and everything's getting streamed now. You can't get away with that shit anymore. Everybody's going to see it. Everybody's going to see, you know, if you try and pull moves. Well, let's just let these tournaments. Hold on, let me take over. Let me take over, Jim, because I, I want to. I want. I want to actually. Like, we're, well, we're talking about the situation, but we haven't actually said what happened. So let, you can have your you can have your comment, but let's. So uh, the player's name. Did you remember the player's name? I've never seen. I've actually never seen the guy before. I've never seen no, his name before. Must be a good player, but yeah. Cheetoson. Um, Cheater McCheaterson. Um, he's shooting at the uh, the the one ball, and on the way he flicks the was it the four ball or the two ball? 
the two ball. He's trying to pop the one ball and he flicks the two ball. He's trying to pop the one ball and he and he flicks off the edge of the two ball. The two ball moves maybe a millimeter. Almost no. it wasn't no. much. It ruled half a ball. Was it that much? I mean it was okay, it wasn't a half a ball worth. It was somewhere in between one millimeter and a half a ball worth. It was not much. It was a very, very gentle touch. It was a very you gentle could, cut you could, the ca the camera was like six meters away from the table and you could clearly see it. You can. Well, you can. Well, if you, I mean, if you slow down, remember that uh, that Eklund Kachi foul or whatever it was that. Uh, um, I thought we'd move past that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can see that thing rock when you when you're that far away too. So, um, basically, the player continues to be. Uh, he plays a he plays an incredible shot, an incredible safety, gets away with it uh, because nobody saw the ball move. The ref didn't see it. Uh, the player didn't see it, and he didn't say anything. So yeah. I guess the question becomes. Um, should do you have some sort of expectation to call a foul on yourself if nobody else is going a to call a professional it on? tournament? A hundred percent. You're playing a professional tournament. You, it's your, it's your responsibility. In fact, if you were one of the 128 players, I think it's pretty much spelled out in our players' contract about how you need to conduct yourself. It'll be interesting to see if any of the 128 try and pull a move this year or try and get away with something and see how that pans out for them, especially with all the streaming and stuff. But it was just a shit thing to do. Um, I'd like, I, I, would I would like to see official warnings being given out. It's in a semi-final as well. Thank God he didn't you, go you, on to win that semi-final. The, the problem with the situation with that is you, you cannot prove 100% that the player was aware that he fouled. You can't. But you he's trying to pot well, it. But what you what you can do is you can turn around as organizers or as matchroom or whoever the the governing body is is turn around and say, "I fully understand that you that I can't prove that you knew it. You say that you didn't know, but what I'm now giving you is a, a yellow card, an official warning, and if it happens again, then you will be subsequently you yeah. know, you'll be expelled from the tournament. Well, then what, what do you do? Like, if he legitimately didn't see it the first time and he legitimately didn't see it, well, and, and he legitimately didn't see it the second time, or, or, or... Oh, shit. It's his responsibility. It's his responsibility to see it. It's... How... Okay, so they're okay, very wrong. They're very wrong. It's not your responsibility. Put it this way. Your opponent... Your opponent has been punished. Let me answer this question. Because it's not your responsibility to see everything perfectly. That's the point of having a referee. If I'm shooting a shot and... Like, look, I mean, we just had Scott Frost on this morning, and we talked about his a little bit his his follow with Hunter. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is it his responsibility to know that his shirt? I mean, if if Hunter's going to call him for it, is it his responsibility to know one hundred percent whether or not his shirt touched that ball? Yes. Hell no. Hell it's no. His, he is responsible for everything that happens at the table while he's there, and no. there are no, no that's, gray no. areas. No, absolutely not. You cannot that's be held responsible. That, but that's that's a, that's a different situation because you are your eyes are not pointing at the foul being made. All you I'm know, saying is that there's a real chance that a foul could occur and you didn't know it. It's well, let's very not, possible. Let's not use let's not use the theoretical. Let's use this this particular instance where he's shooting at the one ball. One hundred percent. We're all on the same, and we could tell that he knew it. But he there, absolutely knew it. But let's say that his reaction was such that he did, it was not obvious that he saw it move. That's what it exactly hit? what he did. That, that it, it was his reaction. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm exactly. We are 100 on the same page on this one. I agree with you guys 1 million percent. What I'm saying is where I'm drawing the line is you cannot be held responsible for every single possible thing that happens at the table while you're there. You play if you foul, 
<laughs> you guys have rules in America, which I think are absolutely bananas. You have you don't even play all ball fouls. The first right. time I heard that phrase, I couldn't believe somebody had to explain it to me. Shannon Murphy had to explain it to me, and I could not believe what he's telling me. I had to go and ask somebody else. I'm not arguing with what you're saying, but that's not what we're talking about here. But, but in every other country in the world, every foul is an absolute foul, regardless. And I think that that's the way it should be at okay. the at the professional level, not at the amateur level, because it's, yeah. it's just a different level. Of, but but I agree with you at the professional level. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about there is a real situation where you could foul and not realize that you fouled. You cannot be held responsible. Now, if, if a ref is watching okay. and, and calls a foul on you, fine, no problem how at about, all. Okay, how about, how about this? You know, you have a situation like this has just happened, and you we, we're all talking about it retrospectively. We've seen it on a film. Now we play the game. Yeah. We know we know when a foul when a player knows he's fouled. You know yourself the situations where you just yes. know. You and know you're that the player actively knows. cheating. So you you then you then have a board, you then have a board within the within the organization that will look back at these things. Now, if I'm looking back at the Scott Frost one, I'm gonna say well, there's, it's his responsibility, but there's no way that he can know that he's that he's fouling. You know, he's tucked his shirt and he's gone over, and his opponent said, "Now, I'm not going to give him a yellow card on this one because a, I can't actually I can't actually see from the camera angle if there's a foul." And Hunter is saying this, the referee, so we're just leaving that as it is. They've sorted it out themselves. This situation in Colombia, he's played to hit the left hand side of the one. And he's hit the right-hand side of it and got a lucky snooker. He stood up looking a bit surprised. The two ball has clearly moved. We all see it. For me, you have to know as a player that you fouled there. I'm 100% that. Official yes. warning, you haven't declared a foul on yourself. I don't care if the referee hasn't seen it or whatever, because the referee can also not see it. She's looking at the two ball. She's looking at the one ball, not the two. Or whatever. She's too far away. She's not experienced. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah. you, know, you know if you've played the game before... And you have a group of three or four players who then go in and look at these videos. They know yeah. that this person. Knows I, I, I'm with you. What I, what I, but but that's not what I'm talking about. We all three of us are 100 on the same page on that. I mean, I could I could play devil's advocate and argue uh, against that, and maybe I will in a second. But that's not what I'm talking about right here. What I'm talking about is Chris's statement that anything that happens at the table is your responsibility, and you are you have to be held responsible for everything that you do. And I think that's just completely wrong. Assuming, assuming that you are not actively trying to hide what you did. If you had no idea that you fouled, like Scott Frost said, or let, let's put it this way: remember that the, when we were talking about the one earlier, where the the I, I, again, I think it was Kachi or something like that. It was maybe it was yeah. Sanjin or Alexa or whatever it was. They cut that ball, and then that ball rocked into that that divot. The player had no freaking idea that that was a foul, right? He, he had no idea. Mm -hmm. uh, the referee called it, and we all think that he got that call wrong. We've talked about it in the past. Yeah. But why should the player be held responsible? If there's not a ref on the table, if there's not a ref on the table, and let's say his opponent sees that ball rock, and it took how many times before we, any of us even saw it? Right? I had to watch it like seven times before I actually saw the ball move. And your opponent calls that a foul, and you said, no, that ball never moved. What Chris is saying is that's your responsibility as a player to see that rock see that move he's not looking at the ball he doesn't think that ball is going to move at all he's got the he's got a clear look at the edge of that ball whose responsibility is it then that's my point is there, there there has to be a gray area where like there's nothing that you can do okay that's yeah, where okay. you have to have a ref that's on top of things and that's, yes. that's why professional pool that the future is absolutely refs. yeah absolutely. And, and then what and then once we get to the consensus that it's the ref's job and it's their job 
then if I want to play devil's advocate on this, it's the ref's job then to, to call that foul, not the players. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't believe that. I'm not, I'm not saying I believe that. Well, what I'm saying is if, if, if you know that, if you know that you could cheat and get away with something and you're going to net an, ex, an extra $4,000 in your pocket, why is it your job to call a referee on yourself when it's a professional event? There should be professional ref and assuming there is a referee on site, why is it your job to do the ref's job? I mean, at the NFL, like the, we just played the Super Bowl. If, if a defender commits pass interference and the ref doesn't throw a flag, it's not that player's job to say, well, I held him. Uh, you need to throw the flag. Here, let me let me grab that flag and throw it. It's, it's not his job to do it. Why is it different? If they're both professional sports. What's the difference? <laughs> There's a referee. Cameras everywhere in NFL, isn't there? People well, there, try there and cheat. Pool too. That's why we but can see these things. People try and cheat in the Premier League yeah, every Nick, Nick, single that, 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 that tournament had one stream table. There was 30 tables in the background where the, all this, these games are getting played as well, and nobody sees these things. Yeah. Well, everybody saw it in the moment. That's why it's all over Facebook. The guys right. because it was the streamed, but there's another 30 tables that don't have a stream. Yeah. What happens when it happens there? This, this is my point. I mean, there's nothing that you can do about it. The, 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 the football game is streamed too, and everybody sees that there was a no call. That doesn't change the fact that you can't do anything about it in, in, after, in hindsight. No, I mean, you can sit, what, on, you can sit on a podcast and bitch about it, but I mean, that's it doesn't why, actually do anything in the moment. That's why it's more important for players to be honest. Yeah. Sure, but that, that, that says the same thing to the defensive back who just committed blatant pass interference and got away with it. I mean, there was a, there was a Saints and Rams game in the playoffs two years ago where the, the, the Saints player was obviously, you know, Pass interference and it costs them that game. But in a lot, in a lot of these sports, you're you're coached to to do these things tactically. <laughs> you're coached. You're coached to cheat in football. They're coached to cheat. You okay, that's so an ar- that, I mean, that's a real argument. I mean, well, they are, you, they are, they are co- they're coached. They're coached to, to, to cheat, cheat and get away coach, with it. You know, you're not you're not coached to cheat. You're coached to get as close to the line as possible without exactly. committing. Yes, I mean that, that's a real argument that I can't. I, you know, that's a that's a real argument. I, I'm not. And but, they're, 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 they're dynamic sports. This is it, a, the pool's quite a static sport. It, you know, every, every, every time you go to the table, everything is stationary. But golf you know, is, I mean, watching. you could use golf at that point then too, right? I mean, how many times? Yes, there's golf. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, yeah, you're right. Because, uh, you know, when somebody actively gets caught cheating, they're they're thrown through the ringer. So, you know, you, you, maybe you're right there. I mean, I, I, I'm happy to be wrong on that one. I, I just, in a perfect world, we would have a perfect ref that oh. always gets it right. However, yep. that's that's mm-hmm. not going to be the case. Um, yep. And you hope that when these players like this cheat and get caught, that they lose the set anyways. And this guy did lose a set. So, yeah, it, yeah, and he's got he's got he's got a bad rep now. But we we've had instances in the past, even when the you know where the referee gets it wrong, we've had that before. But, haven't but, we? but, but if, if if this if if this guy if this guy feels like it's okay to do that on the live stream table in a semi final. Who's to say he hasn't done this all through the tournament? And the only reason he's in the semi-final is because he's been doing that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the reason the reason we the reason we talk so deeply on these things is because it happens so infrequently that I mean, I, I think the player, I think the so player who's got away with happens. Well, I think I think the player who's gotten away with cheating more often than anyone else in the world is is Eklund Kachi, and you know he still has a great reputation in the industry. Ooh, what a statement to make. <laughs> He's been caught cheating like four different times. We talk about it all the time. I can remember. I can remember the one where he's where you, you, his ball, his hand touched the ball. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah I think that was in the one. The one the finger. finger yes. Yeah. So he had the he had the finger twitch, and then he also had the one in the one uh, the one sport or uh, the one pool sports where um, 
his hand brushed over top of a five ball too. And he never called it. And his hand goes like this. I mean, he's shooting like this and then he brushes it and he kind of goes like this with his hand. He makes the ball and keeps shooting. He kind of looks down at his hand right away, but you can see his hand kind of go like this when he hits the ball. That's, and that yeah. was all ball fouls. I mean, it's, but, that's why it has to be black and white because there are cultural differences between what people think is cheating or how cheating is viewed in different countries. There really are. It's the same in every sport. I mean, we, Jim and I see it in football all the freaking time, the difference. But yeah, it's not It's not nice to see. I'm never glad that anybody loses, but I'm definitely glad that that fellow lost. Yeah, it's um, no good. Elliot got the semi-finals. Good for him. Um, that's good, good results. He went up a few places and Moritz got the win. Um, who do we think is going to be our next Moscone Cup rookie? I think it might be Moritz. I think he yeah. might. Do you not think so? Well, it's down to, I think it's between three players personally. Well, I think, I think, I think remember Mario, he's a rookie, right? That Mario's cursed. I, I'm going to say it now. I don't think Mario's ever going to get in. I think he's cursed. I think this, Some, I, something I, I weird's going to happen to him every time. Watch him snap off the world championships now. <laughs> I hope I've jinxed it and he does win it. I have, I have a, I have a sneaky. I would go with somebody like Alexis Pachelge. I think he's going to have a big season. Do you not think Mor Moritz is winning already, though? Is what I'd say. He's winning. But he's winning a lot of small events. Like no, I mean, it's, 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 very, it's, it's very dependent on what you win. I mean, he's but that's just still won, kind of a small win. event. With a stellar field, though, apart from me and a couple it's of yeah, it, I mean, it was stellar, it's still, right, but it's only sixty-four points. You know, we're winning those big events. You know, and uh, he's just won that event. They only went up one spot on the ranking. I know it was small. It was small prize fund, but let's look at what Al Qaeda's done. Look at what he did last year. Snaps off a small one. Make goes out of his way to go to a small tournament. Snaps it off. Boom goes and then snaps off a big one. I think Moritz has got a big win in him. I do. Spanish. Did he win one or 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 did he one or did he win one or did he win one or did he win Oh, yeah, yeah. Bicester Bosch lost to Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's, yep, you're right. he's an unbelievable talent. Germany are massive favourites for the World Cup, I think. I was going to say, I think he wins the World Cup pool again. I, 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 th I, think they, I think they win the World Cup. But it's between them and I th the next best team was Taiwan. But, you know, there'll obviously be a few other good Philippines will be back there to defend it. But I just think Filler is playing better than he's ever played in. Moritz is going to be the best partner he's ever had. I mean, uh, I know that like I kind of sh like shat on the the, the Whirlpool Masters, but if, if there's one thing that's even more gimmicky than the Masters, it's it's the it's the World Cup of Pool. I mean, it's, you don't it's like a it. racist. It's just race to seven winner breaks. I guess it's, it's a fantastic event. I think it's, it's, I, I, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't like it. I love the event. It's fantastic. It's it's an amazing. It's one of my favorite events of the year. I'm just saying, don't don't give me that. Like the best player, or the best team is going to win this every single year because it's a race to seven winner break. Well, no, the best team. You know, the best team hasn't won it every single year. There's been some funny years, but I think it's well, hard. Well, well, what's what's been a funny year? Who, who Germany it? winning it with Filler and Wrenchies was a yeah, funny one first, because first remember Wrenchies the, the, the best player in the world winning it with a guy who's a decent player. Well, yeah, I know, but they're yes, playing that's against. A fun, that's a funny. Huh? Yes, that's a funny year. <laughs> I, I would say it was a funny one. I mean, a couple of flukes as well as the reason why they won. I'd, I'd, I'd say it was a funny. I'd say the, the 
it was a funny year because boys and Appleton got the final. I wouldn't say it was <laughs> a funny t- year t- because take it in. Well, okay, well there you go. And it was a COVID year, but take it in. You know, take it in. But Christoph, Christoph, Christoph might be. But we're going back to that. He might be like. You remove some of those like kind of funny Middle Eastern or uh, you know like those uh, the South American teams, and Christoph may have been the worst player in that tournament. So yes, even if you have the best player in the you're tournament, talking, West, talking, West is not the right word. I mean, yeah, you're you're talking talking about the, the players, players, he's a good player. West yeah. is not the right word, but I know you mean. Well, put it, let me put it this way: His Fargo would get him into Team USA Moscone Cup. So he has above he's a seven twenty. He's not that bad a player. He's a, he's over seven sixty, seventy seventy. Sure. Okay. So he's not a bad player, you know. Sufi yeah. Su, Su, Sufi got to the, the the final of the World Championships. I think his far was probably below Christoph Rentsch's. Oh wow! Well, when he got there. Oh, when he got there, yeah. But yeah, it's, I can't even remember what we were talking about. How did we get there? Moritz. That's how we Moritz. got there. Moritz. Uh, Moritz is in. He's a contender. Sanjin's a contender. Um, but there's so many young players coming through uh, from Europe. Uh, the, 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 there's quite a few contenders for who. There's loads the coming through, but it's it's you know the step from coming through to then winning. And I think Moritz, I think he's proven he can win now. I know that wasn't the best event, but I think the one in Connecticut was a good event. You know, yes. Um, I think he can. That was a good uh, win. Yeah, that was a good win, breakthrough win. And to be honest, I'd have no problem with having him in the team. He seems like a really nice kid. I think he would work well in a team. He'll listen. You know, everybody loves him. But everybody, yeah, everybody gets on with him. He, he, you know, he's, he he seems like he doesn't seem like he's going to cause any sort of controversy within the team. Uh, he'll he'll respect the the the, the leaders within the team. Yeah. Um, I'd have no problem with having him in the team, to be honest. Um, but also Alexa as well. I wouldn't have any problem having him in the team. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, we, we all want to see Mario. We all want to see. Mar- I think. I think he's, you don't you don't want him to be that guy who you refer to as the best player never to play Moscone Cup, and he probably is the best player never to, at this moment in time. The best player never to have played Moscone Cup by far. I think. I, I don't think there's. I don't. I can't even think of another candidate that's close to him. No. But I, at the same. Like, but at the same time, I'll, I'll tell you what. There's players a hell of a lot worse than him who have played Moscone Cup. Well, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he's also probably the. He's probably also the best player to never win a major either. He'd be. He'd be in the. He'd be in the conversation. Yeah. Because uh, who's who? I mean, if you look at the players, I mean, it, I don't know what you want to use for ranking systems. I guess Fargo is probably the easiest. Um, I mean, if he's like around an eight fifteen to an eight seventeen, would be my my guess. Yeah, he's sick. Yeah. Um, you don't mean matchroom major. You just mean you just mean a a big tournament, right? Uh, a massive tournament. A, a tournament worth talking about. A world or US. Yeah. So or he, any he's of the matchroom open. He's at eight hundred and twelve. Some of the players around him. Um, some of the players around him. Johan Chua, Max Lechner. I guess Max has maybe maybe Max is in. But I think oh, Jason's had a longer. Jason's in the chat. All right, Jay. Jay. Um, I mean, Max is Max has had a or Mario's had a longer at the top career, I guess, than Max. But yeah, uh, maybe Max Lechner's another person, unfortunately, that's in this. Um, Lee Van Corteza, Alex Peggy Lyon, David Alkaidi, James Aranis, Sanjin Pelovanovich, Sky Woodward, um, a, a, a trillion Filipinos. Yeah, he's got to be the best. He's got to be the best person to never win a major or certainly that's been around the longest. Huh? Certainly, in the certainly that's been around the longest. Do you know, uh, Jason? No, I didn't get in. No, 
it's not it's not a fun conversation to have because everybody I, I think that anybody who's ever met Mario he loves him. I mean you, you want yeah. the, you want the dude to succeed. Yeah. And he's been in every single semifinalist or every single semifinals since like 2017. Mario he might as well just like start his tournament at the quarterfinals because he's he's always there. It's just He's an incredible player, and but he could be he could be that he could be that guy who just needs to win that one and then go on a roll, you know. Well, it happened to FSR, right? That happened to FSR. That happened to. Uh... I almost get I almost get the feeling that he's too nice. Maybe he just maybe he's just he, he he can't get himself to the point where he hates his opponent enough to actually go out and destroy somebody kind of thing. He almost is too friendly and too nice to doesn't maybe have the. That, that real killer instinct. He can go on a flow when he's playing well, but when he's not really great, he doesn't fight and hard. And, and, and I mean, Jason's on the chat now. I remember Jason saying to me, at, I think it was at the European Open, I was talking to him in Boise. And he said to me, he says, I'm, I need to go start playing pool again and start hating people and, and, haven't, and really wanted to destroy and hurt people on the table to get back to where I was before. And I mean, that's, that does he seem is, to be the one thing that Jack Miller has over anyone else is he literally looks like he wants to kill you. He, do, he, do, he doesn't just want to beat you. He wants to humiliate you, you know? And that's what, when Jason was at his prime, maybe he'd tell you himself, when Jason was at his prime, he was going onto the table and he was he was seriously, he wasn't just putting people in their chair. He was drilling them into their chair, you know? And you, you've got to kind of have that. And maybe, maybe Mario's just a little bit too nice. I don't know. I'm just for speculation, but... I didn't know. So you know, with, with, with Jason after saying that to me and boys at the at the, at the uh, European Open, I think it was. Then he goes off on a run and starts playing great, and then smashes it at Hanoi Open, smashes it at uh, Moscone. I think you have to have that. You have to be able to, even if you're friends with with, with certain players, you have to be able to hate them for half an hour in order to to beat them properly. I guess I don't know. But he 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 can yeah. He can beat everybody, and he he has beaten everybody. So I'm not sure. I don't I don't know what it I don't know what it is. I don't know. Do you think at some point he's got to maybe look at changing something? So if you look like if you go to one of the tournaments and you look around the room, right? It's like me and Mario are probably the fattest ones there, right? And I'm never winning the tournament. Mario's capable, but I don't so, think do I think, don't think that Mario's anywhere close to you. I think you're way fatter. I probably am, but you know, he, he should he like? <laughs> does he have to take a different approach to things? The way you know, the way the other guys are, people are stepping up the fitness and starting to really look after themselves. And I mean, if if you want to say that like he can't get over the hump because he can't get by the semifinals, uh, I mean, that's it's an argument that you might have a little bit of like tournaments aren't two or three days long anymore. Tournaments are they're, six. they're not, but but yeah. it, it it just seems weird that he has plenty of stamina to get to the semifinals of every single tournament ever, but he just doesn't have enough. He just what falls was the last tournament he got to the what was the last major he got to the semis? Of? I mean, this well, I, I can't was, I can't think of one by the way. Uh, I mean, he may have had a he had a, he had a bit of a down year last year as far as that goes, but he was still right up at the top for the money list last year. Of course, yeah, great. Player, great player. I'm just. And you're he just never keep, won any keep going on about so. semis, and I'm not sure he's been that close. I can't think of any. There was a stretch. Yeah, for what, I'll, put it, I'll put it this way: if 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 Mario Hay had broke that that year that he did qualify, but he he couldn't play because there was the 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 substance issue. Um, if he had played that year, he's no longer a rookie. He'd have had a couple of wild cards since then. Yeah. Guarantee he's wild. He's what if he if he's not a rookie, he's wild card in in more years than not. 
since that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honest, honestly, yeah. If he does get in there, it's 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 no longer having to uh, to let a rookie on. Assuming if he gets in that year and performs, if he gets in that year yeah. and he performs well, remember Alex Kazakis got in. He's, he's played um, for the Kazakis got in and he didn't perform and now he's he's I don't he want to say he's team. banned from the team but he's definitely not getting in unless he qualifies. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was a fun to <laughs> looking at uh Darian's uh, comment uh I just read I, that. I kind of forgot that we had a discussion last week on uh that was it. Was, on on who was it? We pretty much decided the only person that could beat Jason up in a bar fight is Rodney Morris 20 years ago. No, that's not what I said. No, <laughs> we just, the, the question was, is who could beat up Jason Shaw in a, in a bar fight? And I said, I'm not fucking with Mieszko Fortunski. I'm not. Oh, yeah, you went for Mieszko. I, I, yeah. I, I, I said a 40-year-old or a 40-year-old or younger Rodney Morris. What about um, uh, uh, Nichols? I don't Nikos. See, Nikos was only that high. He's, tall, hey, he's he, hard as nails. He does. He does have an he's, angry side. He's, to him, tough, he's tough as nails. Nikos, yeah, but, but he's only—he's a little guy. I think Jason could probably pick him up. Well, Jason's not <laughs> very big either. Yeah, I could spin on him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to mess with an angry Mieszko. That's 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 my vote. Fortunski, yeah. Oh, I, could you imagine that dude angry running at you? I don't know why. Well, I mean, I can I can imagine being angry running at you. Yeah, right. No, I can imagine just anybody getting angry running players love. Oh, you're on your Polish thing. I see. Yeah. No, I. If you're gonna have if you're gonna have a bar fight, you're assuming that both people are going to be angry and they're going to be ready to fight, right? So, I don't know. You've been around Mieszko enough. He's he's pretty thick. He's he's. Yeah, but if you're in a bar, right, you got to assume that people have been drinking, and the Brits, we can do that better than anybody. Mieszko so, drink? Oh, have you ever seen Mieszko drink? No, that's what okay. I mean. So I've seen Miesch- Jay drink a lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm not trying. I'm not trying to dime anybody out, but I've had a couple nights drinking with Mieszko. He can drink. Jason doesn't. Oh. Jason doesn't drink. He's on a. He spends all his days taking ice baths and swimming. Now I don't think he drinks yeah. anymore. He's either in a he's either in a cold bath or a warm bath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and we had decided that nobody wants to nobody wants you know, we had decided nobody wants to mess with Kachi either, and it's not because of Kachi, it's because the people that follow him around. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. Right. That was, that we talked talk I've got to go for a night shift. Fuck it's yeah, nearly ten o'clock. Do you yeah, shit. Yeah. That I'm gonna go and do a night shift and watch watch the watch the Windows Open podcast, watch a proper podcast. I saw you. You were already watching it. I saw you watching it before, Jim. Uh, Jim's no longer on this podcast going forward. <laughs> I, one man should not have this much power. One man should not have this much power. All right. Uh, let me let me go through and uh, thank the people who allow this podcast to continue going on, uh, this real podcast. So thank you so much to uh, Dave Wiersma, Mo Bashir, Cody Wedig, Ed Ladawi, Matt Poland, the Patreons of the show that keep things going. Keep us uh, moving along. Also, thank you for the sponsors to this podcast. Lippman Lights. Michael Lippman was in the uh, the podcast earlier. Makes the best lights for your pool table. Uh, absolute best. I, I absolutely love mine. Mine's nice and custom. Uh, you can get yours as well. Just reach out to him or myself on Facebook, and we can get you hooked up with one of those. Horo Tips. Best jump cue and, or just best uh, jump tip and break tip out there on the market. Onboard Sportswear. 
quality speaks for itself. There's a reason Matchroom is with uh, Onboard Sportswear. Digital pool, best tournament software out there. Solato, best dating app for pool players out there. Chris could even find a date on that. Is that what you're calling that now? Yeah. Maybe not on uh maybe not on his island, but uh you know he it's can, that it's that and grinder. Yeah, well that's good for you, Chris. Uh Billiards Digest, the best magazine for four hundred and sixty-seven thousand years and counting. Insight performance coaching, take your game to the next level with some mental coaching. And Jacoby Custom Cues, the best cues out there on the market with the uh made in America funness of it and uh the family owned business of it. So check out this ad from Jacoby Custom Cues. Beautiful ad. Love that ad. Okay. And lastly, uh, Magic Mind. Uh, We're done with their official sponsorship, but we might be doing a long-term sponsorship. Shut up, Jim. So I got to find the details out about that, but we do love uh, Magic Mind. So we'll give a shout out to them as well. All right. Uh, with that, let's close up for the week. Thanks guys for joining. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next week. One million dollars. <laughs> And all it took was your soul, Jim. All it took was your soul. <laughs>